Good evening, listeners. Today we continue our literary descent into the world of book-based fiction by uh, counting un, deux, trois, and uh, maybe cat. Uh, that's the last attempt at a French accent you'll hear today, but we're going to talk about it. Today <laughs> we, d- we don our puffy shirts and then like uh, like a leather vest and then and maybe a, and a and curly maybe, mustache perhaps yeah, yeah and then maybe a puffier vest with like a shawl and then a great big a great big hat and then finally on top of that a very ornate bib mm-hmm. and like a, a <laughs> flouncy feather perhaps there yeah, we go don't that's right that's right everybody we watched the three musketeers um but i can't musket alone mm. Mm-hmm. The whole mm-hmm. deal, the whole point is that there's three. Like, that's the whole deal. But I guess, like, sometimes there's three and another one. Well, well we're, we're not... the three grizzled ones, but then we need, like, a young, hot, hot-tempered upstart to right. Who we don't barge have in, the show. in here. Yeah, so this is pre, this is pre, uh, pre that, but there's three of us, and I'm going to go with that, uh, that thing. Anyway, uh, tonight I gingerly place my sword against that of Sean and Sonya. Uh, one for all and all for one. How are you this evening? I fare very well. Thank you so much for having us. Verily, my lord. <laughs> I like how we, I like how we all just went, we all just went British as every depiction of this does. Well, I don't know. Listen, the education system has failed me, and my French is bad. Merde, soccer blue. These are things I don't. Suppose every everyone else's, absolutely everyone else. Um, okay, well, your you wife teaches French for a living. Yeah, no, there was a whole thing. You don't. You should have a few things. Did you guys in your know back that? Pocket. <laughs> did you guys know that I failed a French class while we were together? Because what? Yeah, she could not help me. Like it was too frustrating because I asked the wrong kind of questions and stuff. Anyway, it's just a part of our dynamic that like it's not a thing we could pull off. Maybe we that, probably could now. That's how you guys keep the the, the sexual tension so crackling. Is this <laughs> push pull of like enemies yeah. to lovers? Of, enemies of why to won't lovers. He speak, speak French. <laughs> this whole. This why whole is he incapable of learning? Well, there we go. Uh, yeah, the, but the real problem is that I never learned to read. Oh yeah. Like period. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I'm Jeremy. I'm 19 and I don't know how to read. Well, yep, I'm in film. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of reading, segues are cool. Uh, mm. Totally playing that little speech. Anyway, um, you guys, do either of you have a history with Alexandra Dumas' work? No. Have, you, have any of you read this book? Or when books? I pronounce it, well, you could pronounce that name in a terrible way. But yeah, I, as we're on air, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, you're an English uh person did yeah. you, have you read have you read these books ever i guess they're french well, books so you wouldn't i was just about to say these books are french so no um, have these tomes crossed your path before <laughs> i did actually read um the hunchback of notre dame in high school which i believe dumas also wrote um mm-hmm. so that's as close as i've gotten but no i i have literally never absorbed any musketeers content before now mm-hmm. So like, wait, what, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like this is the like. So how Just, do we get this far? All knowing what one for all and one for all, one for all and all for one means, without ever engaging. Like I was trying to figure it out myself. Like I have no idea how I learned about this. Well, I I knew it for because of the the film, the, like ninety three or whatever. Um, That's where I. And if I would play with my cousins, then we would all put our imaginary swords in a circle and say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what would happen. Imaginary. I feel Uh, like you probably just, your friend had the same experience, but they just didn't let you know. They didn't let you in on their sort of pop culture knowledge. um, Maybe, because up until this week, I thought that a definitive film was called The Musketeer and was a different film than I thought that we were watching. And then I got this whole thing cleared up. We'll talk about it in a few questions here. But um, apparently, I've only watched one of these movies up until right now. Wow. Uh, and were you surprised to know? One? Were you surprised to know that they have a very misleading name and they do not use muskets? 
Yeah, <laughs> every time, every time, Sean. Um, what about so, Sean? Do you, do you want to unpack like uh, you've really only gotten into it with our episode here, or what's going on? Yeah, like it's. I think again, it's one of those things that's just like considered a weird pillar of like Western literature that has filtered mm-hmm. through the consciousness in all these ways. So I've seen like references to it, and yeah, mm-hmm. like new one for all, all for one. But had never, never laid eyes on a single one of them. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have told but, you their names before now. Yeah, that's also true. But we did have awareness that they were sword fighters. Mm-hmm. And uh, like they could uh, f- fly around, as it were. Or jump fly? around. And, what, and... Episode, what series did you watch? Well, I yeah, watched they, a few things. I, I also watched a few things. And, and I honestly, some of them they do fly in. Which, you know, contradicts what I just said earlier. <laughs> Your lies have been exposed. Just, I'm going to I'm a real mal- I'm a real milady. You never know where my yeah where I. That's lie. actually much more accurate. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so I think akin to this, I I I don't think we're going to solve this problem in our 20 minutes of radio here. But there is a glaring issue in every depiction that I've interacted with. And I think that you guys have the same vibe. And I feel like it's a prominent one. And that is that all of these stories are French. Mm-hmm. Not a single person is trying to oh. do any. Like, like the only They indication... could not give a stitch of. <laughs> they couldn't. Especially the. The. Uh, I don't know if you want to get into this, but the yeah. the ninety three one with Kiefer Sutherland, we got Chris O'Donnell. We've got uh, who's Charlie who's Sheen. The, Charlie Sheen. We've got and Charlie. Oliver Platt. Yeah, we've got Charlotte Sheen, and <laughs> all of them are literally speaking as if they were in a '90s surf movie, or they could be anywhere at any time on the planet, and they're just doing. They're just doing them, man. Mm-hmm. It was wild. The only person in the entire film, as far as I could tell, was like the child king with his little like Karen Carpenter wig. Mm-hmm. He was the only one doing a French accent. Like Tim Curry was just like doing Tim he Curry. Was he was currying around, currying favor. But that's about it. Well, yeah, so just to, like, part the kimono for a second, this week, (laughs) Sean messaged our group chat and said, no one in the Three Musketeers is trying to do an accent. They're all just using their voices. And then I started Mm -hmm. watching it that night, and I was like, I know it's driving me bananas. But lo and behold, I thought you were talking about the 2011 one instead of the 93 one, because no one is in that one either. Okay, and which one is that? That's with Luke Evans? With who? Yes, or, yes Luke yeah. Evans. Yeah. Okay, and... the steampunky one, Mila Jovovich. Yeah. 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 Which, okay, got which, it. Got by it. the way, you got like I'm gonna go on record and say that that might be the worst movie of all time. Yeah. It was not. It was yeah. not bad. I mean, it was not good. It was not good. Although, actually, <laughs> I watched that one first and was like, "Okay, this is good the worst call. movie I've ever seen." And then I watched the '93 one, and I was like, "Do I maybe like that one better, the 2011 one? Like that's how bad the '93 really? one was." To Sonia, me. you were really put against a <laughs> wall here. I did not have a fun week with the Musketeers. Oh, no. I I did. Yeah, we'll 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 scrape the surface on this before, but uh, yeah. I did feel that the villains of the '93 one really did a good job, uh, as a, compared to the complete like hunk of garbage. Was that Christoph Waltz or was that John Malkovich? Christoph. It was it, it was, was Christoph Waltz, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, uh, like the amount of trash that is, and like I don't know what happened, but like the dude who played Mr. Darcy, who plays one of the three Musketeers in the new the Matthew McFadden, um, he like he's just lost it for me. Like I don't know if he like Darcyed out, like he did a really great job, and then now he can't. But uh, like he's the sheriff I, of Nottingham. I enjoyed movie. his voice. He had a nice voice, but yeah, um, yeah. Everyone, the D'Artagnan character. I was like, you might be the worst person that they could have picked for this role. He was very bad, <laughs> so and I know that D'Artagnan's supposed Logan to be Lerman. like, I'm. Fu- 
And what name is that? That's a name no one's ever heard of. <laughs> is that his human name? Is that are you that's, serious? That's, Literally, that's all of the... Wasn't he in, like, perfect Percy Jackson? All of oh the characters God. were like, Logan Lerman, Sherman Berman, T- Tony Boney. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know any of these people. I know Mila, and Mila did great. Actually, okay, when it, yeah, we, when actually. it first started, and it was like the four of them, and they do a bit of a heist... And I was like, okay, she's a part of the group. Yeah. This is fun. And then immediately she's like, I'm not part of the group. I'm betraying you. And I'm doing sexy steampunk, uh, like, heisting or whatever. Double cross. Double mm-hmm. cross, double cross. Yeah, and yeah. then and then we get James Corden with a long wig oh. strutting in. And he's, the, and he's the fun comic relief of the group. No, thank you. I was carrying a, I was, carrying a ham. I was already <laughs> so mad at this movie, just sitting there being like resentful about having to watch it. And then, stinking, who should rear his I little head? A different word. Stinking little James Corden comes wandering in, and I almost flipped a table. I couldn't handle it. It it is just a series of bad decisions that I honestly couldn't believe kept getting made. And, like, Mm -hmm. every time they would, like, like, I think I said out loud, alone in a room, this better not be an airship. And then it (laughs) was an airship. Oh, and then it couldn't have been more than more airships. There was, like, a battle of airships. Oh, my God. Um, Uh, And, like, people that I like, like, Orlando Bloom, I think is a very skilled actor. Mm -hmm. He is this insane, like, sort of rock, rock star fop. Like, yeah. Yeah. he's got this real curly, like, pompadour and a pointy little goatee. And he's just, like, he's just prowling around, being rude, double-crossing. He was he was bad. Even the, the King character, who I actually, I like in the 93 one. Because I'm like, Ooh. yeah, he's, like, not prepared, but he's, like, finds his gumption and... Rises to the occasion. This person uh, lowers to the occasion and and somehow comes out on top. And also, Christoph Waltz is comes out on top. Still, he's like, uh, you stay." Although there are some set pieces that I appreciated. The Christoph Waltz's uh, big lair, like where he just has a bunch of um, like big human-sized chess pieces but they're like mapping a war zone do you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. yeah that, I, I didn't mind that room that was fun i i think i was just so filled with rage at the whole at the whole vibe of the thing um we should say because we kind of have been ambling around so i'll, I'll rein this show in so uh okay, thank you uh, take, yeah, take control the, the the three musketeers story is fundamentally mm. about uh, a, a young uh, would be musketeer named D'Artagnan, who wishes to join the musketeers, and pretty much every time he gets there, what seems to be forty minutes too late, after the evil cardinal has disbanded the musketeers, who actually are that's just the name of uh, of a guardsman for the king. Yeah, like the that, king's like, like private guard. Yeah, and. Uh, they never seem to guard the king, maybe a couple times, um, but most of the time they're just gallivanting around, doing their own stuff. And like getting I, loaded. Yes. Getting loaded. And I think, like, from what I can tell, you just become a musketeer, you get the bib, and then you get to do whatever you want. And um, it's it's very honorable, and uh, you maybe well, I don't know, Charlie Sheen scenes were super weird, especially with the, like, god stuff. And I get that it was a joke, but it just did not do it for me. Like, it was just, it was just strange and uncomfortable. Uh, anyway, um, at its core, uh, D'Artagnan kind of rallies the, spoiler alert, rallies the musketeers back into action to stop the plot of the cardinal, whatever it may be, in whatever iteration. Overthrowing. Uh, so, some sort. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. basically the cardinal Richelieu is trying to... In either well depending on the movie yeah. launch into or worsen the war with England mm-hmm. um, so that and I and also kill the king so that he can become king it depends it depends on the it depends on the depiction but yes yeah some some ver some version of that 
Um, and I think all of us are genuinely confused as every single one of these, we've, we've sort of mentioned this. There is like, it's like, we're going to Paris. And then after that, it's not French. Like, that's it. Like that's yeah. just, just a moment of this. And then it's like this, like pretty frequently like generic, like high fantasy it's, setting. It's literally, magic. yeah, you're right. It's like a, it's like the transatlantic accent of of this time. It's just, <laughs> just do something that's not hard vowels and just fudge it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Or do, yeah. like, yeah. Or, or just do. talk with your American accent. For yeah, some just, reason. just, yeah, and like, I don't know, in the the ninety three version, what that choice was. Like, I don't know what they picked, because at some point. Those four men and some other person, likely a dude, stood around and said, like, accents. And then they said, like, uh, I don't know, like, ringside announcer. And they all went, that sounds good. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, uh, it, I don't know. I feel the reverse way about this story that I do with the Robin Hood, mm. where, like, I kind of want them to mess with the narrative a bit more and, like, do something and it's sort of just like d'artagnan meets these like last three musketeers who are at varying levels of uh inner stability and yeah. um do stuff you know like and also so- the plot the plot of the two are basically beat by beat the exact same like until halfway through like mm-hmm. oh and then he makes enemies of each and every one and then he plans a time to go duel with them, and oh, surprise! They're attacked by a king's bed, and mm-hmm. they prove he proves himself. Mm-hmm. I was like, "We know all this. You got to trick it. You got to change it up." Which yeah, I think yeah. that is actually from the book, because oh, I didn't mm-hmm. say this at the beginning. I started listening to the audiobook. Um, oh, nice! While falling asleep, yeah, did you? <laughs> I love a good Ooh. audiobook before sleep moment. So I didn't get very far, but that that did happen. Oh, no, that's good. That's great, Sanj. Um, Because we also see these characters again in The Man in the Iron Mask. Uh, And I watched the 98 version today. Um, But this is where these same characters are now older. And I'm not sure if it's depicted like... I I know there's another book that he wrote. And I don't know if there's a man with an iron mask in it or not. But I know things were changed. Um, But the version that I watched... Uh, of course, stars Leo DiCaprio, Jeremy Irons, John Malkovich, uh, and a few other folks. Um, hey, and, wow, and, this sounds and, cool. Uh, and this is about, uh, do you guys not know the story about the Man on Iron Mask at all? Mm-mm. No. Oh, again, very famous. So, uh, uh, is it excuse Saint, you. Uh, King Louis has a brother, and they're twins, and he's kind of a dick. So to make sure that he uh, can rule forever, but he doesn't want to kill his brother, he straps an Iron Mask to his face and locks him in the dungeon. And then... <sighs> His, wow. his loyal his loyal musketeers, which are the uh, other older gentlemen of the film, um, figure out that uh, King Louis is not such a nice guy, and uh, they arrange a swap, where they're going to spring the brother and then swap him. It has one of the craziest moments in movie history that I have learned made it into the trailer, wherein four men charge at 15 men who all have muskets, and they're all so taken by their valor, they look away and fire, and none of them get hurt. It's so Classic. stupid. <laughs> they, look, anyway, they look away. I can't, it's I can't look. It's insane. The valor, it's, it overcomes it's crazy. me. <laughs> the they valor. say it out loud, Sonia. They say it out loud. They say those words. Anyway. This is, this is fine. Okay, um, but literally, like, if you took a person that has been in an iron mask for, yeah. what, 10 years, and you time. swap them even with their twin brother, they would be so desiccated. Like, you would be <laughs> like, oh, my God, you are not the, like, you are not the king. Like, uh, well, you look well, like you're, like, a worm in the bottom of a tequila bottle. Well, what happens, Sean, is like I think he's kept relatively okay, and he's not. He, he gets some other boons that other prisoners aren't allowed, but they do have to take his mask off often because he grows, right? Like he's, he's you can't just wear the same. So he, he gets refitted, you know. Uh, and there is a really great scene though where the mask comes off and Leo's hair, because he's playing a double role, um, <laughs> is like all over the face except for where the eyes are, 
and oh. uh, they like cousin re- it him vibes. to be yeah. beautiful. Uh, anyway, it's good. It's so cheesy, you guys. Yeah, it's oh it's well. Bad. The cheese, the cheese in these movies. Yeah. Um, there's a part I, I noticed this in the the '90s one where they loved. Um, power walking four by four, like shoulder to shoulder, but yes. down hallways that were like not quite big enough. And so they're <laughs> all awkwardly like clamoring together to like strut f- step by step. <laughs> and it was, it was very hysterical. Every time they did it, I was like, <laughs> I bet they think this looks really cool. And it looks insane. Uh, were you guys also trying to figure out if the 93 one was supposed to be a comedy? Yeah. It was supposed and to be I a think comedy. It was. We got Oliver Platt was pretty funny. Was he? I well, thought he was, was the not best. Of the he was the best, yeah. But like that scene where they're trying to teach D'Artagnan wenching. Yeah, it that may was surprise that. you guys to learn that I didn't love that scene. Sonia did take umbrage with the the wenching. I I took umbrage with the wenching, but I was like, okay, this like I. I get that this is what we were doing in the '90s, and this mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure audiences did laugh at this a lot. Yeah, but it was so gross. It was and very awkward, and there's like four, there's like five women sitting literally at their table, and they're Pardon pretending you, that wenches. they're yeah, and they're pretending that they're not there. They're like, when you talk to her, uh, say this, <laughs> and she'll <laughs> laugh, and then they're like, tee hee. Yeah. It was- I was just like these. No human woman would react like this, even if she was being paid. <laughs> even if she, even if she was taking a wenching shift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they better tip those wenches well. Anyway, yeah, I feel that it was a comedy, but I always do twenty percent for my wenching, <laughs> and I don't think I don't think a penny less would be right. No, I agree. <laughs> um, but uh, I. I don't know if it was a comedy, you guys. I don't know. I felt like I felt like Sheen was trying to give his, like, he was like, this is my shot. Like, this is it. Like, his dramatic shot? Yeah. Like, I think he was like, this is my moment to, like, and I get that was just part of his character, because he was the serious religious dude, which is a thing that hurts me to say out loud. It is funny. They did all act like they were, like, Sex in the City characters. Like, I'm the religious (laughs) one. Like, (laughs) <laughs> i'm religious i'm the funny one uh i'm the dr- i'm the drunk like grumpy one and you don't we don't really know that about him until they go for one drink and all of a sudden he sits in a corner far away from them and, and is just pounding beer and, and they're like that's how he he's, does it he's the miranda oh, he's man, very giving again. big miranda energy <laughs> <laughs> Mar- d'artagnan's the Mar- carry Mirandamus. Um, you guys we got like a minute and a half left here i want to get to the bottom of this big problem before we break why are they called musketeers this is a great (laughs) question why they should be sword tears if anything cutlass of tears any any historical information i could find on the subject was like a musketeer refers to a dude that has a musket so show what? me show me where the musket is <laughs> show me the musket <laughs> show um, me the musket aramis did they literally hold never. one even at any point well they kind of have like sawed off shotguns sometimes or whatever those things are do you know what I'm <laughs> i think about? those are muskets <laughs> is that a musket I thought a, mus- <laughs> I thought a musket had like a like a trumpet horn on the end <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. i did too yeah, there is some there is some gunpowder action, and then in the new one, like it's too it's it's too much. Like it's I, it hurts. Oh, me. the new one, a man, uh, comes out of the water in a diving bell and sh- has a bunch of guns that are able to fire without their powder being shot or mm-hmm. powder being wet. Now, how does that work? I don't know. It's crazy. Um, but clearly, I think that they must have just thought the name was catchy. He was clearly correct. Um, wow. Well, and if and you, if you drank every time someone said the word musketeer, you would be dead. 
<laughs> you would be as drunk as Kiefer Sutherland in his day to day life, not not just in this movie. Or Charlie Sheen in the early 2000s. <laughs> mm-hmm. God, so you're right. Started then, because yeah. I was just that was just so confusing. Um, okay, you guys, uh, let's uh, let's let's do our what do they call it? Do our do our salute. And put our swords up and take a quick break here. Um, you're listening to Spoiler Alert Ramble On About Musketeers on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We're talking about muskets. We're talking about tears. And we're talking about musketeers today. But before we continue our, our lengthy discuss, discussion and amble... Uh, do you guys know what time it is? I'm very unclear as to what time it is. Because <laughs> I have a, a fight Sorry. at 1 o'clock Crush and it. a fight at 2 o'clock. There we go. Uh, it's game time, people. What? <laughs> That's more muskets than you get from the musketeers. That's uh, three big musket know, shots. Yeah. Or, if you're just tun- <laughs> or if you're just tuning in this week. The game is where I spend actually quite a bit of time this week uh, debating between a few options Ooh. about uh, a title related to our topic. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a great time. Uh, are you guys ready uh, <laughs> to play the game? <laughs> I am ready to oh, play yeah. the game, but also I wanted to say, Jeremy, did you listen to Sonia do your piece last week? Because it was very good. Uh, I didn't. I assume it was enchanting. I stumbled. Enchanting. I stumbled, but then once I got the beginning, it was like butter. It was That's like riding it. a bike. Just like riding. A and bike. now I can't this complain about Sean getting a faulty point, which I was about to do before he said something nice about me. So I'll. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week's title to freak you guys out is called "All for One." And that's that it. title again. All for one. <laughs> Okay. One, hey? <laughs> oh my gosh. Sean, you got okay. I do, I do. Okay. So I imagine this. Um a a boy's family is a boy named D'Artagnan. His family is struggling. They are about to open a restaurant, but like it's not doing very well. But then the boy gets four new three or four new friends. And they all come up with the idea of a buffet called All for One. Um, and so then they sort of, they style the the restaurant. They all work together to to make the restaurant come together and get this money-making buffet, bring it to life. Okay. That's what I think. It's a twist. It's a modern twist. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. That is a twist. Uh, Sanj, that is a twist. <sighs> okay. Um, I think... All for One is a movie musical um, mm-hmm. set at uh, D'Artagnan High, uh, Love that. A, you know, a small, a small town high school, and yep. um, a new teacher comes to the school um, named uh, Mr. Aramis, and he decides that he is going to start a badminton team oh i thought you were gonna say glee club (laughs) i was thinking about a glee club (laughs) but then i didn't know if it fit okay let's say glee club let's say glee club um (laughs) and it's just it's about the like ragtag bunch of weirdos who slowly like trickle into this glee club and then um they're like you know preparing for regionals of course um Mm -hmm. and then uh, Dar- uh, Mr. Aramis has a terrible life event. Um, oh. Let's say, you know what? Let's say he's falsely accused of fraud. And so <laughs> the teens all have to rally around him and become little teen sleuths while also singing. Um, mm-hmm. Of course. Well, you never stop pr- singing. Prove his innocence and, and make it to regionals. Wow. Okay. And, uh, and they you. sing their the hit song at the end. They're all like, for one. All for one. Yeah. One for all. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Sean. Exactly. I, 
I like how Sean just embodied that whole. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, and take it away, <laughs> Sean. To like, and two, three, four. Uh, anyway, um, I love thank this. You both. I- I'm guessing, Kate. I, I'm going to pop in because I'm like the fraud that Mr. Aramis is accused of. I think that they find out like a, a nosy little Nancy in the staff finds out that he is not actually uh, has the credentials to teach, but it's because oh. he is like, he's so just good as a person. He's a good teacher. And then the students are like, we don't care if he has a degree. He still can be our teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so then they're like, he, they're like in the bylaw, you can have a, uh, <laughs> you can There's have no someone. There's no rule that says. <laughs> yeah, they're like you can as you can like escort us to regionals without having a degree, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah. and that's what happens. But then, but then the thing comes through, and then he can't like he legally can't teach there. So at the end, after the whole big thing, there's like some new Glee Club teacher off and campus. A new student comes in, and it's the teacher here to get his GED. Uh, I love and it. He's still in the Glee Club, but now as a participant. I love it. Jeremy, wow. honestly, what are we doing we if we're not writing this script? <laughs> Jeremy's <laughs> crying. Jeremy is sobbing. Sometimes you guys, it just happens on the show, okay? Uh, you guys are wrong in all ways, shapes, or forms. And for that, I apologize. So for real, you guys, people don't mix up this story. Like, like it doesn't, mm. it's not revamped they don't shake um and uh i maybe alluded to a different thing that i was going to tell you was the game and it's not the game because it's too similar because it's all the same thing again and again uh and this is the same thing again uh except this is a novel and all of the genders are flipped which is maybe the the most refreshing version (laughs) of this we've gotten (laughs) by the way y'all this came out march 8th 2022 wow whoa so recent. very recent uh anyway thank you guys for playing the game thank uh, you thank you Jim. yeah no or should i say who are the who are the who are the actresses why do i see margot why do i see margot roby in it i don't know uh it's a book show it's a book it's, it oh, hasn't it's been, a book uh, <laughs> it has it hasn't been uh why do know. i see that hey sean heard of those yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa Damn. coming to netflix in 2023 all for one but uh, anyway okay it'll definitely be a real thing i'll, I'll stick alan on it and find out how good it is uh anyway you guys we're talking about the musketeers we're talking about the movies i need to derail this show and climb on a soapbox for a minute oh please because there is a movie about the musketeers that is so good it it might it's i would say like a top 50 movie of mine whoa and whenever this topic comes up i think that's what we're talking about what are you no one no one has seen this movie and in fact you cannot see this movie i know you haven't seen it because there's no legal way to watch it right now in 2022 jeremy what is this it is the best modern depiction of this story and it is so good, and it is so tight. <laughs> say it, say it. I yeah, cannot believe. I cannot us. believe what happened. <laughs> it is called the Musketeer. Um, and it is That's you know it? the story. Yeah, you know the story. You know what happens. Um, D'Artagnan is played by Justin Chambers of Grey's Anatomy fame, and he absolutely kills it. I'm not even joking. It's so good. <laughs> Tim Roth plays the villain, like the guy with the eye patch. Uh-huh. Love that. Uh, and then we got like there's there's a few other people. Uh Mina Servino? No, not Servino. <gasps> Sarvi from like like uh what was she on? Like uh American Pie and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um this movie is crazy. It had two of the best stunt people that got their start on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It is crazy. They fight on ladders. They fight on wagons. They they do all the stuff. There is near, no French accents to be heard of ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the, the best retelling of the story. No one has seen this movie. It is so good. And What rock did bomb. you like flick over to find this? 
uh, well, I, I can't really divulge that right now. But got it, got it, got it. It got released three days before September 11th. Oh. Uh, it got the <laughs> glitter so, treatment. Yes. Anyway, it got, it, it made a bit of money at the box office. It did okay. But it, honestly, I think that if this movie had done better, Justin Chambers would be like an action star right now. Really? God. Be- because it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> That's one of the worst things that 9-11 did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just kidding. <laughs> you know what? I know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> we don't. Uh, <laughs> CJR uh, says we're out. Just yeah. Anyway, uh, I did think that Justin Chambers was. Um, what's his name? The D'Artagnan from the the ninety three one. Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Yes. I, I, until I confirmed it and like watched it this week. Um, you guys. It is the best depiction of this story by like a lot. Okay. And I right. can't believe no one has seen it. Uh anyway, I'll step off my my soapbox. You already y'all know what happens. I'll send you some links. Listeners, you gotta dig deep. You gotta maybe go to a video store from two thousand five. Impossible. And maybe you'll find impossible. It. Um but well, uh, it's get to type in find find it in cool. the in the dark it's, web or whatever. It's part of the whole Miramax debacle, and it's mm. in with Dogma. And oh, are we talking Weinstein? <laughs> you, 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 you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Isn't that anyway. movie coming out soon? The one Weinstein. Yeah, I think it's. Called oh, Shinsai. yeah. Yes, yeah. it is out. I think. Oh. I don't think it's doing very good. I saw a headline. Um. Anyway, I think everyone's relatively aware of what uh, Musketeer-related stuff we've been watching. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you guys, who are your favorite characters from these movies? Wow. I think oh. it is obvious that it has to be Milady or the Lady de Winter. Or Milady de Winter. <laughs> or Milady de Winter, um, who is a cunning, sexy, spy, operative person. Played by the very beautiful Rebecca de Mornay in the 93 one. Mm-hmm. And then played by Mila Jovovich in the new one. And she uh, is, she, whatever, she did okay. She just was like doing these insane Matrix moves and like. Yeah. Uh, threads as sharp as knives that I flip through. And that part killed me, Dad. And they cut my dress to ribbons. Um, but I like, I love a sexy spy. What can I say? And she, mm-hmm. she's using her, she's using her skills, and she pretty much gets what she, what she wants, except Winky for Sutherland. Uh, pushes her off a cliff or whatever, and then that's bad. <laughs> Wait, but like, I feel survive? like she easily could have outsmarted you, but okay. Does she survive in the '93 one? No, right? No, she just flops. But off. in the 2011 one, it seemed like they were setting it up for a sequel. Honestly, it did because um, there was a cutscene at the end where Orlando Bloom and she were on a boat, and she had survived in a very impossible way. I feel. Yeah. He's After like, we falling fished off you an out. airship into a channel. <laughs> yeah, she would have splatted like yeah. every bone in that body would have just been. Because when you hit the surface of a water, it's like hitting a wall. Yeah. You're not just <laughs> drooping in. So, yeah. Anyway. That's physics, baby. That's physics. <laughs> That's why you got to bring a board with you to cut the surface tension and then go right underneath it. Brilliant. <laughs> Little tip <laughs> to survive. Little survival tip if you ever fall <laughs> off an airship. Yeah. Heads up. Sanj, you got any favorites? Well, I I thought Tim Curry, you know, was doing his thing in the 93 Mm -hmm. one. He Mm -hmm. was really kind of just being Tim Curry. Um, Yeah. But I could watch that almost forever. Um, The part when he shot Charlie Sheen, where he's like, you will answer for your crimes. And he's like, shoots him. And he's like... Not thinking not or some I forget what he says, but it's very curry. It's very curry. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I, it, I think it would have to be him just like by default. <laughs> well, that's fair. Uh, I feel I, I've talked of Justin Chambers enough, um, but his D'Artagnan in uh, The Musketeer is like this invincible Superman who is capable of absolutely anything, especially doing the splits on two rolling barrels as he's like parrying against four other dudes. Um, you know, I miss the era when when an action man doing splits was considered quite manly and sexy. Yeah. The the I mean, the Jean-Claude Van Damme of it all. <laughs> you don't uh, see I the rock it. dropping into a a split. That's actually so uh, true. He would. I think but it would be a very comedic thing now, right? Mm-hmm. Like it would just be I I just think that his flexibility is not where it's yeah. at. I think that's not where his attention is going. <laughs> the Rock's going to have to do some yoga to get to that, to that point. Yeah. Let's message Dwayne and we'll get to the bottom of this. Um, but I, uh, I will mention that uh, I, I think like I do have hard eyes on for the man in the iron mask as like another one of these like hardcore nineties, like action drama films that was like done on film without any CGI. And like Gabriel Brin's, uh, sort of older d'artagnan also is like a pretty interesting depiction of a dude who's conflicted between like do i do the right thing or do i serve my king uh and uh it's it's like i don't know it's a very 90s drama romp if you're into that sort of deal because uh you guys the emotions are we we see the tears streaming down your face yeah wow and famously, Jared never cries at movies, so... No. No, I don't. No, I don't. Just... Uh, he only cries when people sing Oh Canada. And then... <laughs> um, okay, you guys. We, we've seen a, a handful of these. You know where I stand. Which one is the best? What's the best one of these musketeers? If you've got to watch one, <laughs> well, which one is it? We have to take your word for it that it's this Justin Chambers one. Because yeah. these two yeah, are no, it's bad. Easily the best. It's not a good movie, but it's the best one by a lot. Yeah, like if uh, I was ranking, I would say I like I like the ninety three one better because I've watched it a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Even though, uh, I don't know, whatever. The um, ninety three one has a twenty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The two thousand eleven one has a twenty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And agreeing with you, Jer, uh, the man in the iron mask has a whopping thirty-two percent. So mm-hmm. I guess it's that one. Maybe uh, I'm. I also I kind of thought one of us would would venture into these woods, but no one talked about Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, the Three Musketeers from two thousand four, uh, direct the video um, well, thing. I, anyway, may I, I tell you? I a thought secret. that was going to come up. <laughs> I'll tell you a secret. Yeah. So yeah. I. Went to a performance on Saturday night. I was very. I came home extremely drunk. Ordered myself some A and W. Popped on my laptop and started watching the Three Musketeers. And I was like, "This is terrible." <laughs> it was so bad. And I'm like, you know, I'm a fan of the mouse. I watch everything Disney, but I realized that I'm like, I'm not into these OG characters. I don't do Minnie. I don't do Donald. I. They were really annoying me and. <laughs> They like it was. I turned it off. I turned it off after twenty minutes, and I said, "I'm going to bed. I'm not watching the rest of this." Two thousand four, you said. Uh, That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Now I thought it was from 1991. (laughs) From what I saw, that's okay. Okay. You know what? I might have lied before. I've maybe seen that because that Mm -hmm. tweaked something in my mind. It did. It looked like it did. It opened with a extremely long, like, them trying to clean up a house and they did really badly. If that jogs yeah. anything. Like, oh, a pipe burst and it shoots everywhere and my mop and blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, that does sound familiar, but that also sounds like 1,000 Just a, premises. Yeah, like a Disney movie. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Anyway, uh, my next question is, why was that new one so awful? Because <laughs> it's the worst. Part of it, part of it, I think, is that everyone in it has modern face. 
do you guys know what I mean when I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree, Sanj. But Luke Evans, everyone, I feel like everyone tries to make him not have modern face. Yeah. He's, he, I think, maybe is the least of them. Mm-hmm. That does. Um, the D'Artagnan, for sure. Looks that D'Artagnan like, looked like he should be listening yeah. to an emo band. Yeah. And, like, the and other, wearing American I, apparel. Uh, I feel like two two of the I can't even I don't even know that other third dude's name. Yeah, uh, the actor. But there's like, one that looks like, like Lin Manuel Miranda, and then there's another one that just was a, a man. Yes, um, but he just totally didn't fit in. Like he like it looked like he was from a different movie, yeah, like yeah. a different pirate movie, and it just didn't make sense. And also the lady in waiting that D'Artagnan was in love with. Literally, oh, I was that. like, this girl is from 2011. Like, she couldn't look <laughs> more like she was from 2011. Yeah, she... You're very right. <laughs> I, I know. This woman has seen a cell phone. She has <laughs> yes. an iPhone. <laughs> and I swear they did her hair like it, too. Anyway, that's not the only mm-hmm. reason it's bad, but it's part of it. It's, yeah. And, like, the and technology, I, I... like, the sort of the gears and the, the steampunkiness of it all was real just like it was not the one Mm -hmm. and i also i i did wonder the whole time because any any camp that went into robin hood i really enjoyed and in zorro for that matter actually like i really enjoyed those elements of it and here it just didn't it just didn't work yeah more yeah i don't know it makes me sad yeah like tech like Technically, I should really enjoy seeing a woman strapped to the front of an airship as they fight in the air. Like, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> but I was like, boring. <laughs> or even like Orlando Bloom being like this foppish villain. At first, I was like, ooh, okay. And then, wah, wah. He just looked like he was on The Masked Singer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's the truest thing you've maybe ever said. Uh, I, I felt like the top of his head looked like a deke. DQ ice cream. Like yeah, little... Oh, yeah, that's it was just the... short, just shy of that little loop. But then they got the uh, dip, definitely yeah. a, chocolate, a chocolate dip. Uh, anyway, you guys, our discussion of the Musketeers comes to an end. Uh, listeners, if you have advice for us, please, please give it to us because we're we're saddened by these modern takes on uh, a story that's for some reason dear to our hearts that none of us know. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I could not have named the Three Musketeers before today. Oh, can I and name now, them now? I cannot. I don't think I can, no. I'd have to look at the little list I prepared for myself. Athos, Porthos, uh, and Aramis, I think. Oh, crushed it, Sanj. Because they do say it uh, like they're always like, yeah. those three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they That's like, so blah, 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 blah. And yeah. Them. Uh, anyway, you guys, uh, thank you for talking about the Three Musketeers. We got a couple minutes left, so I would like to know what you're watching. Well, cool? I finished the the latest season of Big Mouth. Oh. Um, it was it was pretty good. They are getting filthier and filthier and nastier and nastier. I gotta say, I was I was I clutched my pearls several times. I was like. They're getting away with murder out here. <laughs> there you go. Sanj? Uh, I binged the entire season of Inventing Anna, which came out earlier this year, which is a um, series depicting the real-life story of uh, the fake heiress Anna Delvey, who is just a fascinating character and human being. Um, it was quite good. I really liked the way they kind of told the story. Anna Klumsey, Klumsey. Um, did a really good job playing this like kind of obsessed weirdo journalist and then Julia Garner plays Anna Delvey and is like just really good in it so yeah if you're someone who's into like true crime and wants it low stakes that's the one cool no that sounds great Um, I would like to give a brief mention to something I would like to be watching Uh, well maybe I I can depending on whether or not I stop coughing but um, uh one week from today at the RPL Film Theater, you can check out Zip, which is a feature-length Super 8 film by, I'm so sorry, Tyler, Tyler Bandiaga, and featuring Jason Hipner. 
Uh, it's a road movie about going nowhere, nowhere and reading books, all shot on Super 8 from a local filmmaker, so feel free to swing on down and check it out. Ami you, you could honestly get in your car at the break of Spoiler Alert, drive to the theater, finish Spoiler Alert next week, and then go to the screening and yeah. it would time out perfectly. Wow, what a what a so what a challenge. Jeremy's planned your whole Wednesday. There we go. You hit it hit it up for Wednesday, folks. Um I cannot finally, believe they did he did the whole thing on Super 8. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah that's no, cool. it's insane. I don't even know that would take forever. Um uh finally I would like to mention, I don't know if people know about this, uh my my ears and heart are all a Twitter and I uh approach this with caution and with uh eager excitement. <sighs> but um the uh, soundstage has purchased a giant video wall for virtual production, and the the province, the I can't believe I'm saying this, the government, the Saskatchewan government has funded uh, a huge virtual production initiative in Regina, and they are investing all this time and money and energy and people into kind of bringing production back here, which is really exciting, and maybe a thing that we should get behind and rally behind because people need to come back to make films in Regina, which is a, a thing. I don't, I don't think I ever thought I'd say that. Anyway, um, uh, I hope it happens and uh, I'm excited to see some stuff. They're shooting a show here uh, oh. next year. Fingers, video wall. It's Fingers crossed, baby. So uh, uh, it'll be a sweet, a sweet time to check out some more uh, local Regina stuff again on Netflix. I can't remember the name of the show. It's about like assassins or something. Uh, but it sounds interesting. Yeah, it's like Killers and Kings or something. Yeah, some, I think that's literally it, Sean. Okay. Anyway, uh, anything else from the group? No? Because no. that's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna, my co-hosts, uh, Sean and Sanj, uh, everyone at CJTR, and our listeners. Spoiler alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6, rebroadcast Fridays, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on... Uh, uh, Instagram and Facebook and stuff, but I'm out of time. My electric's coming up next. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.